Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss how you can grow your business by the bootstraps. This applies to all entrepreneurs, from the person just starting up to the one that is already established. I am here to help you grow. I'm your host, Isaiah O'Connor. And today I'll be telling a story about a man named Spencer. Um, Spencer, he, he had a lot of setbacks in his life. He had a lot of struggles. Um, big ones that, you know, <clears throat> would destroy a lot of people. But despite all of these, he pushed through and he made a rather large uh, impact on history. So let's tell a Spencer story. He was born, starting promisingly enough, off um, in England on November 30, in 19, sorry, 1874. Uh, you know, his family were a lordly class, you know, they they had a title, they had land, they were decently well off, and uh, you would think that because of all the status, being wealth, having wealth and power, his dad being a member of parliament, that he would be set for life. Well, yes and no, um, because... Despite the, or rather because of the status of his family, he was all but ignored by his parents, which was actually rather typical of the day. So he was pretty much raised by a nanny until he was seven years old. And then at seven years old, they booted him off to boarding school. And that was that. Goodbye. And we'll see you later. Don't forget to write. Have a nice life. That was his uh, start to life. And then at the boarding school, that was fairly common for that to happen. But, well, at the boarding school, he didn't do so well. He was always at the bottom of the class. Matter of fact, when they would walk into class and walk into, like, school assemblies or anything for the parents or any special thing, they would always enter the room in order of grades. Top of the class came in first, bottom of the class came in last. And Mr. Spencer, young Mr. Spencer, was always last in line coming in because he was the bottom of the class. He was a horrible student. As for his family, his mom rarely visited, forgot to send him Christmas gifts, and was just more or less neglectful. His dad was worse. He never visited him. He never had a real relationship with his dad. And uh, his dad could never even remember how old he was. And his dad's opinion of his son, well, he was a troublesome boy. He was also too dumb to go to a good university, so I might as well throw him into a military school. He might have a chance in the military because he's definitely not smart enough for a university. So, so he sent him to military school, and even that he almost couldn't get into because of having such poor grades. He had to actually get a tutor to work him up to barely squeak in just to get into the military school. Turns out the military school was a good thing for him. Um, despite the hardships and be, despite having struggles with the school before, he graduated 20th out of 130 students in the top quarter of his class, a little bit more than quarter, um, whatever. But that was a pretty decent jump, 20th from usually being in the bottom. So at least he did that. And then naturally in those times, if you graduated from military school, you would 
enlisted in the army and you would join the army and that would be your career. So he enlisted, but he had some time. He had quite a few months in between. And so he decided to go and become a war correspondent in Cuba. So he went to Cuba and I can't remember which war what it was that was going on at that point. But he just sat there and he wrote on the war that was going on in Cuba. Um, and he wrote back and his post that he was writing back home was very popular and he was making a pretty good amount of money off of it. And uh, things seemed to go well. So he finished his time up in Cuba and he went back and much to his surprise, he found he was accused of being a spy because why else would a young man uh, go off and write about a war that was going on that had nothing to do with England or very little. He had to have been a spy. He wasn't, so, but he eventually cleared his name on that. But, you know, just writing on a war, you know, it was exciting. You know, he was kind of a modern day version of a blogger. <laughs> he would go write about what he saw, what he wrote. He was a reporter. But, you know, people thought he had bad motives, so eh, whatever. But he got that cleared out. So he came back and then he joined the military, fought bravely and with distinction and remained a war correspondent. And when he was done with his military service, he came back to England and he wrote a few books. And in those books, he was very honorable and very honest about what he saw and told the true story of what he saw. And unfortunately, he made some enemies of top military brass because he told the truth about the army and the way things were run. The, the um, not very uh, complimentary truth to the military brass. They did not like that. And uh, they remembered this. Years and years later, this would come back to haunt them. But he was just being honest and he wrote books. And they sold pretty well and he was happy enough with that. So <clears throat> after he served his time, he resigned his commission and again decided to go down to another war, the Boer War in, in South Africa. I was a war correspondent again, but this time he was captured as a prisoner of war. And he was captured actually trying to help save a whole bunch of other people. So he was captured, was being held as a prisoner of war, and escaped, and made it back to England. And he arrived home, now famous. Um, he made a huge impact that he got captured and released, and he became a kind of well-known guy. And he wrote again, he wrote more books, and he used his fame to become a member of parliament. Now, his time in Parliament was full of controversy, which just seemed to follow him around like a bag penny. Um, there's so much controversy, most of which I can't even begin to get into. Um, then he became, he was a member of Parliament during World War I, and one of his decisions became super controversial and caused a lot of problems. Matter of fact, it caused, 
it was one of the great military disasters of English history, one of the great military blunders of English history. And because of this, he was removed from his position. At the time of this, a lot of his friends abandoned him and let him take the full brunt of the fallout from the disaster. There was a lot of people involved, but he took all the heat of this, of this mistake. So he lost his high position in Parliament. And, well, he still was a member of Parliament, but the way the parliamentary system worked, at least at this time, I'm not super well versed in the English Parliament. But basically, if you're a member of Parliament, I think it was kind of similar to the United States Senate, which is you could just be there and vote and do stuff, but you didn't really have a job to do. You were there just to kind of debate and argue and you could introduce legislation back and forth, but you didn't really have a position. And, you know, the higher members would have different positions. Um, Council of the Exchequer, Treasury Secretary, um, First Lord of the Navy, the Prime Minister. These were all jobs within the Parliament that were more or less your position in Parliament outside of just being there to vote. So they gave them, and everyone had their job, but most of them were just uh, administrative, administrative, and they gave them a job that was basically like bu busting down a detective down to traffic cop who goes around and writes tickets. That was the equivalent of what they did to him. He just out of favor and did pretty much nothing for the next several years. Um, and he was older at this time. I think he was in his 60s, uh, 56 years old. He's about 56 years old. And everyone that knew him thought he was a complete, um, he was done. He was a old guy, old man. His political career was ruined. He had lost everything in shame and he thought he was done. Everyone thought he was done. No one believed he had anything left in him. Well, World War II broke out. And, and they brought him back and he, even though he was still, he was a member of parliament, and despite all those problems, despite all of his unpopularity and all the controversy they kept surrounding himself with, he did become very instrumental in defeating Nazi Germany. After the defeat of Germany, Britain held a general election and, as soon, and he lost his position again, but he again remained a member of parliament. So he gained a high position in parliament during World War II helped defeat the Germans. And then as soon as the Germans were defeated, he was immediately voted back out of office, out of high office again. So he won and they fired him. <laughs> he saved the day and they fired him. That was his life. Um, and even, so he was again, pretty much a jobless member of parliament as it were. And he did keep causing more and more controversy everywhere he went. Unintentionally, but he just managed to always land himself in controversy, landing himself in hot water. But eventually they brought him back to uh, Parliament. He again regained uh, high office in Parliament. 
and he held it until he retired in 1955. And after he retired, he gave a speech in which he said this, never give in, never give in, never, 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 in nothing great or small, large or petty, never give in, except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force, never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. Well, as you may have guessed by now, Spencer, his, for, his full name was Sir Winston Leonard Spencer Churchill. Winston Churchill. This is what I've been talking about. The man who probably saved the entire free world uh, had controversy after controversy after controversy after hardship after hardship after hardship. And when you look back in his life, you find a story of a flawed man who had all these struggles, made huge mistakes. By the way, that huge mistake in World War I was the Gardanelles. Um, one of the worst military blunders in history uh, he was responsible for. Not solely responsible, but he got blamed for it all. He did make mistakes. He had controversy following around. He had a lot of people hate him. And he pushed through, and because he pushed through, he basically saved the free will, free world. Um, if you dig into World War II history, when they made him prime minister, they were hoping he would negotiate peace with Germany and then just look bad and have to retire and uh, resign in shame. But instead he chose to fight and convince parliament to fight on, even if they had to fight on alone. Even after France fell, he fought on to defeat the enemy, to bring peace and push back tyranny. This is the guy who did that because he chose to never give up, no matter the hardship, no matter what happens. Now, this, his life has been very inspiring to me. Um, obviously, this story I just told has inspiration behind it about Winston Churchill and never giving up. And the question comes to, that's great, Isaiah, but how does this apply to business? Well, back to my other podcast where I was talking about bottlenecks and waiting things out and pushing through and not stopping when you're going through hell, don't stop. That's a, a, a trick because when you start up and when you're, in biz, when you're in business, you're going to hit hard times. You just will. It's just the nature of the beast. If you're not hitting hard times, you're likely doing something wrong. And if you're not doing something wrong and still not experiencing hard times, they'll come. Because that's just the nature of life. Hard times do come. Things do hit you. Things take you from by surprise. That's just life. No. Unexpected things happen in your life. You never know what could happen. Somebody you know closer you can die. You can have suddenly come up with cancer. You can have lots of things go on. You know, your supplier uh, just disappears. Um, one of my friends I know here they had a supplier for a product and in another country and i placed an order for them and they asked their supplier they got half the order and then the other half just disappeared 
they called the supplier and all of a sudden their phone number was disconnected their emails never came back they just dropped off the face of the earth just poof their sole supplier of the product just vanished overnight just gone had no idea where there was no forwarding address nothing so yeah it, it sucks <laughs> i felt really bad for them too but you never know you know what hardships are coming your way but never give in Quinston Churchill said it best never give in never give in never 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 <laughs> just never give in and even when it comes to business if you start a business and you fail well great you just learn what to not to do next time start over start the similar type of business start a different business do something different jump out there you know start fail start fail uh but never give up learn from your mistakes you know every time you fall you get up you dust yourself up and do better and then you fall down you get up you dust yourself off and you do better and you keep doing this over and over and over again until until you win so with that um i'm gonna go ahead and bring us to a close and but what can I say? Never give up. I, I, never give up. <laughs> so now back to the close on regular stuff, just to remind you, you know, if you want to go ahead and reach out to me, if you just want a half hour consultation, if you're in your business and you feel like giving up, if you're trying to struggle to start up and you feel like giving up, yeah, go ahead. We have a free half hour consultation. We love to help people. We love to see people succeed. So you can just, if you go to our website, you can fill out the form, the contact form, click the box that says free consultation, and we'll just chat with you for half an hour. There's no uh, obligation. You don't have to buy anything. Just reach out. We'll see if we can help. Now, you know, if you found value in this content, please go ahead and leave us a nice review. Please go ahead and subscribe and share. It really helps us. Um, and if you really like this content, you want to help support us so we can get more content, you can become one of my patrons, patrons, patrons on Patreon. I'll have a link in the uh, show notes. And you've been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast. It's an Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For other podcasts, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com. That is www.a. P H E O Z dot com or A the Oz dot com. And until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.